Welcome to the Choose You Now podcast. I'm your host, Juliana Hever. I'm thrilled to introduce my guest today. Dr. Michael Greger has been my dear friend and colleague for many, many years. He's done so many interviews, but I don't think you've heard him do an interview quite like this one. A founding member and fellow of the American College of Lifestyle Medicine, Michael Greger is a physician, New York Times bestselling author, and internationally recognized speaker on nutrition. He has videos on more than 2,000 health topics freely available at nutritionfacts.org, with new videos and articles uploaded almost every day. Dr. Greger has lectured at the Conference on World Affairs, testified before Congress, and was invited as an expert witness in the defense of Oprah Winfrey in the infamous meat defamation trial. Three of his recent books, How Not to Die, The How Not to Die Cookbook, and How Not to Diet, all became instant New York Times bestsellers. His latest two books, How to Survive a Pandemic and The How Not to Die Cookbook, were released in 2020. Here's how Michael Greger chooses himself. Hello, Dr. Michael Greger. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited about your podcast. Oh my God, why haven't you had a podcast like this in the past? This is, this is, I'm just honored to be a part of anything you do, but podcast is particularly exciting. <laughs> well, thank you. I always appreciate your infectious support. And, you know, we have been on panels together. We have done lives together. We've done all sorts of things over the years, which I absolutely love, of course. Today is a little bit different. Today, I want to talk more a little bit about who is the Michael behind the Dr. Michael Greger and Nutrition Facts, the man who quite literally is one of the hardest working people I know that dedicates his entire life to helping people and having information as accessible to everyone. I mean, you wake up every day with this passion and the joie de vivre. And I would love for you to share, if you don't mind, a little bit about where where that spark started, where that comes from. Oh, it's all my mom. Everything good about me, I attribute to my mom. Uh, she, uh, well, both my parents were both very active in the civil rights movement. Always stood up for justice. And uh, always very outspoken, and I think I got uh, uh, my drive uh, from then them. Though my brother doesn't have the same kind of uh, drive. Um, brother's vegan and and totally, you know, is uh, all about uh, making his little part of the world better, but doesn't have this drive to get out there and, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, spend all day uh, trying to change the world. So. I don't know. I, I I don't know what kind of uh, weird genetic mix I got, but uh, but certainly I uh, could not look at myself in the mirror every day if I was not doing everything I could to uh, you know to 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 get the word out. I mean, well, you know, one of these days, no one will be dying and suffering unnecessarily. Uh, but until that day comes, I feel like you know. You never know if that next interview or that next article or that next whatever will reach somebody who's never been exposed to this information um, and you save their lives. I mean, that's, you know, that's, you know, I mean, it's great, you know, kind of preaching to the choir and, and you know, getting people to go from eating, you know, uh, one cup of broccoli every day to one and a half cups of broccoli every day. But um, the most exciting is for people who've just been 
you know, completely in the dark, but would change if they just knew the science, if they just knew um, the evidence. And so that those who those are who I search avidly for, um, and uh, that's what uh, that's what drives me. That's what keeps me going. Beautiful. And so, okay, on this podcast, we talk about choosing you now. So what does that mean for you? Well, I, yeah, I don't do a lot of <laughs> choosing me. <laughs> I, I'm not, that's one of my, I, I need to do better about self-care. Um, uh, yeah, but I mean, at the same time, you know, all my work is, in a sense, fulfilling me. Um, I mean, that's what, uh, you know, that's what makes me happiest is to, um, is to teach people and reach people and share with people and educate people. And so, um, so if that makes me happy, that's, that's, you know, um, you know, that's, 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 that's feeding me. That's a win. Yes. That is a, you know, and so, uh, so yes. So it's all just selfish motivations. I just go out, help the world because it makes me feel so good to help the world. There you go. So maybe choose you now means sharing yourself with others and sharing all of your gifts with the world. Oh, that sounds good. And, you know, I would beg to differ partly because, you know, you do things to choose yourself, such as we all see you on your treadmill desk when you do mm. interviews. You're constantly taking care of yourself. You you cook. I just learned how good a cook you are. So you do. There are things like do you feel like there are other things like that you wish you could do more of? Oh, I do love cooking. Oh my god, I just made a great gazpacho. Ooh. Ah. Tell um, us about uh, that. <laughs> oh, you know, but I forgot the what there was some critical Oh god, I forgot red onion. How can oh. you make gazpacho without red onion? I, and and it was like I was on like the last bowl, because you know I batch cook. So I'm in this huge amount. I'm in the last bowl, I'm like, oh you're kidding me. How can I forget? <laughs> So, yeah, so, and it was really good anyway. So I'm like, oh, it would have been even better. So, yeah, I wanted to throw it all back up, redo it. <laughs> oh, but I just did no. that with the potato chowder, too, and forgot the potatoes. So, you know what? <laughs> You're not alone. It happens. What, what What's in it if there's no potatoes? I know. There was all this other deliciousness, but then I was like, ooh, potatoes. I had to throw them oh. in last minute. <laughs> Yeah, funny. <laughs> All right, now now I feel better about my my red onion catastrophe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's definitely the way. Yeah, that's kind of a stress management thing for me to cook. Um and uh and yeah, and and same thing with the treadmill. I mean, it helps me sleep. Uh keeps me from being inactive. I actually just bumped up my uh from 1.8 miles per hour to 2.5. Now I'm oh. walking even faster. Oh, look out, world. That's, that's right. Oh, my God. That? So, but that's no, no. So, t t today I'm on the treadmill for uh, 10 hours. So, I mean, normally that would be 18 miles. Now I'm going to almost do a marathon. Uh, so, oh, yeah, we'll my see. gosh. All while yeah. researching and doing interviews. And it's just, that's quite extraordinary. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't have it any other way. Okay. So, that's one, one, part of that when you look at your audience and you you know you have a lot well before you know when you were traveling all over all the time and you had so much interaction with your audience what would how would you apply choose you now like how would you advise people like you said at the beginning people may make these dramatic changes if they know the science and if they have that support of all you know all the why to eat the way that we recommend and what the science recommends so what would you say to people that maybe aren't quite there yet? How do they have the confidence to choose themselves and to go in this direction? 
Well, uh, yeah, so that's definitely the 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 second step. And so, well, I guess there's uh, probably three steps. The first is the why. People are just so confused. So even if they had the motivation and had the, the resources, you know, if they're just doing the wrong thing, they're pouring themselves in some, you know, God knows, crazy diet fads out there now. So, yeah, first one is the why. And that's really where my focus is. It's like, here's the best science. Do, what, do with it what you will. You know, it's your body, your choice. You want to go bungee jumping, smoke cigarettes, do whatever you want. But if you wanted to live a long, healthy life, hey, I got some science for you. I have the best available balance of evidence that there is. Um, okay, now, uh, so, you know, but then, of course, that doesn't translate instantly into people getting healthier. They actually have to put it into practice. Um, and so that then there's all that kind of practical stuff. And, uh, you know, I do some of that in my book with the Daily Dozen stuff. You are doing much more with that with the new cookbook and really getting the nitty gritty of the day to day kind of grocery style type decisions. Um, but, you know, then there's the third piece, and that is people may know the why, people may know the how, but for whatever reason, they're not actually doing it. I mean, they're just, they're right. just not actually, you know, they know they know they should, they know they could. But why aren't they doing it? And of course, there's a tr literally trillion-dollar industry um, trying to uh, to encourage them Hot not fat. to do it. Right. Um, and you know, even when we're not walking by donut shops on the way to work every day, there's you know all sorts of food delivery apps and things that would love to get to stuff us to the gills with junk. And so. You know, my advice would really be, you know, it's all about controlling your environment. You know, it's just you don't have junk in the house and you'll eat healthy. And, you know, and if you keep ordering junk, you should uh, take the you should delete the apps off your phone. In fact, delete the accounts on your apps. So it's like you, you not only do you not have Uber Eats, but you delete your account. So, God, if you really wanted to order some some gross stuff, you'd have to, like, put in your credit card information again and put it. Ah, it's just such a pain. Anything we can do to put those barriers in and make the healthiest option the easiest option, the default option, um, that's the way to do it. Because then we can take advantage of our natural, biological, inborn kind of energy conservation. You know, we always, you know, we, we evolve to conserve energy, make the easiest route. Um, but we also, um, you know, evolve to, you know, s you know, strive for calorie-dense, sugary, salty badness. And so we, get, we use one biological urge against the other. Um, and so, yes, there's still junk at the corner store, uh, but it's way over there. And the apple is like right there uh, in full view on your kitchen counter. And so, you know, I'm just going to eat the apple. Mm -hmm. Right. Access. What's in your face. I agree. I love that. So, okay. Back to you. <laughs> you said you don't really choose yourself now because you're so focused on everything that you're doing. Do you wish that you did? Or is there something that you wish that you could do a little bit more or less of? Well, you know, that's a good question. So I wonder, you know, on my deathbed, which will hopefully be a long ways away, especially yes. after all the stuff I learned in my next book, How Not to Die, about longevity stuff. Um, you know, I wonder, looking back at my life, Will I, uh, you know, what will I regret? And frankly, and so, you know, will I regret uh, spending more time with friends and family? Would I regret taking better care of myself? Would I regret, you know? Um, and frankly, I mean, I think I would regret not doing everything I could to 
reduce suffering in the world. So, I mean, I think I, I would regret just not, uh, you know, writing that one extra book or doing that one extra video or, you know, there's all these opportunities to help. There's just billions of people um, that have been misled. And uh, there's just so much opportunity to reduce suffering out there that, I mean, it's just like, you know, there's just, just this uh, this cornucopia of options to help. And I think I would regret not helping more. And so, I mean, obviously I have to keep it sustainable. Um, so yes. I have to sleep, which is something yes. that, that, uh, that I used to be really bad about, but I'm, that's, that's my one win in self-care these days. Um, and I've got a, a bunch of others. Um, uh, but uh, that's, that's the one that I've, that I've been really good at. Um, and I have like a total cave. I t where like you talk sleep hygiene. My room is so black at night. Can't see my hand in front of my face. It's cool. It's quiet. I got the white noise. Like, oh my God. It's like, and I got like bedtime ritual, like the whole thing to maximize my sleep. And I've been sleeping like a baby, getting okay. enough hours. And that's just been so important for everything else. Um, and so sleep check. Uh, there's something I wasn't doing good. I am doing good. And I'm really happy with it, even if it takes more hours out of my day. Um, and so that's inspiring me to, um, uh, to you know, look at other areas of self-care, thinking, well, you know, I was a little skeptical about this whole sleeping thing. And, <laughs> but, and you know, and then look, I'm really happy with it. Like, I, I'm, you know, in retrospect, I wish I would have slept more earlier. Um, and so I'm like, oh, well, I think the same thing about exercise. Well, I think the same thing about, you know, some of these other aspects. And so, hey, you know, meditation, what I think that. So, um, so yeah, so that I'm, I'm um, I think exercise is the next big thing, even though you say, well, I'm walking 25 miles. Um, I, yeah, a marathon a day. <laughs> no, um. that, I mean, that's really not, that's, there's almost no aerobic component to that. I mean, I, so I'm, I, my, the benefit of walking is I'm not inactive. I'm not sedentary. And that's bad. But I'm really not getting my heart rate up. Um, mm. uh, I mean, so, and that's the most important muscle, right, obviously. Um, and so there's literally, so in terms of my aerobic capacity, I think is, is miserable. Like I, I like, I, you know, um, and so that's really the next thing I really have to get myself out of breath. Um, and, but the problem is all the things I can think of to get myself out of breath. Um, you know, I can't work meanwhile. Right. I mean, I can't multitask. Um, and so, um, what, what I'm thinking is this is my current thought. I'm going to buy a bike. I've been on doing my Craigslist bike search um, for a couple of weeks. Haven't found anything yet. Um, uh, but if anyone listening to this has a used bike in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm going to get a bike and then I'm going to listen to amazing podcasts like this while I bike up these nasty hills here in West Seattle. And so then I'll do have that multitask. There's all sorts of stuff I want to learn and listen to. Um, which I just don't give myself time to do because it, you know, the stuff I'm listening to is so deep and so important that I, I can't really do something else. Meanwhile, you know, it's not like listening to music, right? I mean, right. there's like complicated, you know, philosophical arguments that I want to, you know, really think about. Um, but I could totally do that, you know, biking along the, the, the water here or something. So um, I think I'm going to get into some podcast biking regimen every day that's my next big self-care goal and uh just uh looking for a bike 
I love that. You know, I got through graduate school on, I just, I would go to the gym, I would get on like an elliptical or a stair climber and I would spend an hour, hour and a half. And I really believe that because, and you probably experienced that even without the cardiovascular aspect of what you're doing on the treadmill desk. But like, I really believe like the, everything's flowing, you're getting more blood flow to the brain. And I just believe that I remembered everything so much better. So I was reading all these scientific articles, like being productive too. Not that I'm telling you, I, I love the idea of you having some off time just because we need a healthy Michael that's sustainable forever because the world needs you. Uh, and I love your idea, but it's just, it's funny how I like, I too like to maximize, you know, efficiency in terms of productivity and exercise. I think that they go really well together too. So, so I you love were ellipticaling and stair mastering while you were reading? Yes. I mean, I would, uh, and like full on uh, heart rate elevated and I would wow. do, and I would get more, it was kind of cool because they both, uh, inspired me. Like I'd be like, oh, I could get 20 more minutes and oh, I could read one more article. And I wrote books, you know, by reading all like, you know, you know, we have to read hundreds of articles all the time. We're just constantly going through scientific articles. And for some reason, because your brain is firing in all pistons because the blood is flowing. I don't oh. know. I felt like I, 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 what's it called? I, the, there you go. I retained it better. <laughs> Ironically, I can't come up with the word retention, but yeah. Huh. You know, I wonder, you know, so I have this walking treadmill that I don't think even goes like fa faster than four miles an hour or something. But uh, maybe if I had like a treadmill treadmill, I could just, you know, I could walk while I'm typing. But then if I'm just reading, maybe I could crank it up. Although, wait a second, doesn't your like your, I don't know, your like eyes go back and forth, like your vision, field of vision change so quickly when you're pumping up and down? Well, I think maybe that was the benefit of it being an elliptical or a step uh, mill because I could maybe. like kind of stand a little stiller, but I don't know. Why don't you find mm. out? Let us know. Yeah, no, that's, that's, yeah, no, that would be amazing if I could actually get my heart rate up and read because God, I mean, I just, um, that's what I've been doing the last week is, uh, is looking at the longevity literature. And so the first thing you do, well, for me, when I'm writing a book is I just have to look at all the reviews. Um, that have ever been written on a particular subject, because then you get a sense of what everybody else thinks. Um, then the next step is you actually dig deep and see if if the, what everyone thinks is actually true, and you want to look at the primary literature. But you know, you get, the first step for me is to get a survey of kind of what do people in the field think about the field. Um, and to my uh, to my uh, um, uh, uh, surprise and 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 and. It's a little scary, but I uh, found I downloaded just over the last like four days, um, uh, thirty nine hundred reviews on the food, on the topic. And I'm just thinking, oh my god, just to read the reviews is gonna take me forever. <laughs> um, I didn't realize that the field. You know, last time I looked at like this whole longevity field, there was just not much out there. But now, you know, it was all like, this is what makes fruit flies live longer. I'm like, you know, the yeah. last thing I want is is longer living insects, but. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, uh, but yeah, now there's actually some good experimental stuff. So anyway, uh, if I could, uh, pump out some of those, some of those reviews while I'm getting my heart rate up, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Okay. Well, first of all, you also have to have that downtime. I think that's really important. I'm just going to reiterate that I love that second goal, that first goal before. Um, but also, all right, as a physician and a researcher, how would you, say that like like help my listeners join the choose you now revolution right how will choosing themselves mentally and physically help them doing things like we're talking about here eating healthy exercising time for them choosing them 
Well, you know, I mean, they have to, I mean, I think any goal in life you have, I mean, you have, I think that people have to think to them uh, themselves, like, you know, that's what we used to do during what's called motivational interviewing in, uh, when I had a clinical practice is, you know, you just, you, uh, you ask them like, well, you know, what do you want to do in life? Like, what are your goals? Um, you know, when someone says I want to lose weight or something, we're like, why? Like, well, like what, what, what's, what's, what's going on for you? Um, and you know, and some people are like, oh, I want to, you know, travel the world or I want to like play with my grandkids or I want to like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, okay, well, let me help you get to that, whatever. And pretty much any goal you have in the world requires health. Like what, I mean, like what, I'm trying to think there must be some goal that, that doesn't require you to be healthy, but pretty much <laughs> like anything you want to do in the world. Uh, health is the, I mean, you know, health has to be where you build it. I mean, if you are in chronic pain, that's going to distract you from whatever you want to do. Unless your goal, unless you are a masochist and your goal is to be in chronic pain all the time. <laughs> that's the one goal that that is <laughs> not going to help with. But, uh, but like anything else you want to do, even if like your goal is to sit on the couch all day and like, you know, watch TV, you know, you want to sit on the couch all day, watch TV without your joints aching and without a headache and without the, you know, um, and, uh, you know, want to live extra years because you want to see the next season of your favorite, you know, whatever. So, uh, so, uh, you know, that's, uh, those that hopefully that those goals will motivate you to, you know, to take these, you know, basic steps and choose to, you now. Uh, to, to <laughs> choose you now and, and, uh, and, uh, and just, you'll feel better in the process. Perfect. Beautiful. Well, Dr. Michael Greger, you know you're one of my favorite humans on the planet. I love you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time and for opening up and sharing some of your wisdom and some of your 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 true self. It's beautiful. Thank you. Oh my God, this was so much fun. Most of my interviews are like, okay, so how many teaspoons of flaxseed? Right. You, ever, you know, it's just like, and look, I have nothing. I have nothing against flaxseeds. Believe me, but yes, it's nice to. Uh, Nice to pull back the curtain a little bit and happy to be on anytime. I just cannot wish you enough success with all your endeavors. You are a beacon, a shining beacon for humanity. I have spent so much time professionally with Dr. Michael Greger, and I hope you enjoyed how personal and wonderful this interview was. If you are inspired and enjoy the Choose You Now podcast, please subscribe to the show and send us an email with questions or comments at chooseyounowpodcast at gmail.com. For nutrition services and more information, visit me at plantbaseddietitian.com. I invite you to choose yourself now, and I'm signing off with lots of leafy green love.